0: From WNYC, this is Money Talking, I'm Charlie Herman. We will not be on the bill this week, but we're still working toward getting uh, at least 50 people in a comfortable place. If you haven't heard already, Senate Republicans decided to delay voting on their health care bill after it became clear to Majority Leader Mitch McConnell that he didn't have the votes. For six years, Republicans have been united in their desire to repeal Obamacare, but after negative reviews of the latest plan, many coming from Republicans, along with dismal polling, the bill is being renegotiated and the political horse trading for more support is well underway. But I want to get beyond the politics to get to the state of healthcare in this country, especially if Republicans fail to repeal Obamacare. And joining me are two reporters who cover healthcare policy Tammy Luby with CNN Money and Jonathan Cohn with The Huffington Post. And Tammy, is part of the difficulty facing Republicans that Obamacare has changed our expectations of what healthcare should provide?
1: Most definitely. You know, one of the big issues is protecting people with pre existing conditions. A lot of Americans in the past who were sick or even had been sick years before had a lot of trouble getting coverage on the individual market. But that changed with Obamacare, and Obamacare put in several ironclad protections for those with pre existing conditions. These were among the most popular provisions of the law, and it's going to be very difficult to roll those back right now, as the Republicans are finding.
2: Yeah, and, you know, there are sort of two pieces to the Affordable Care Act and the way it expanded health insurance. One as Tammy was just talking about was this expansion of private health insurance making it available to more people both by guaranteeing access to pre-existing conditions and giving them financial assistance the other piece of it is this very large expansion of the Medicaid program for low-income people which you know didn't used to get that much attention but it's been responsible for millions of people getting coverage. In a lot of states, it's also become a lifeline for treating opioid addiction, which, of course, is very much on people's minds right now. And, you know, taking that away, you know, Republicans are very eager to claw back that expansion. And while they're at it, you know, reduce the federal government's commitment to this program, the financial commitment, the problem is you have millions of people in the country who are getting covered through it. You have state budgets that are built around it. You have uh, safety net providers in these communities that depend on that money. And just, you know, that, that expectation, as you said,
0: is there now. It's very hard to take that away. If there's one talking point that Republicans seem to be really united behind, it's... Obamacare is a failure. Obamacare was doomed to fail. This law has failed. Americans are struggling. The law is failing while we speak. Is Obamacare failing?
1: It may be failing in certain parts of the country, although we don't know that yet, because the insurers are still saying whether or not they're going to participate in 2018. Right now, we have 61 counties that are at risk of not having any insurers participate. In those 61 counties, there are about 42,000 people. So right now, they may not be able to access Obamacare next year, which means they may not have access to any subsidized policies on the exchanges. But again, we don't know that. In Washington state, there were two counties that had no insurers. In Tennessee, there were counties with no insurers. And other insurers stepped in. And now those people will at least have one choice. So it's possible that there may be some trouble and some, you know, quote, failures of Obamacare in certain parts of the country next year. But it's certainly not going to be a nationwide issue.
2: To add on two points: number one, everybody has known for a while that the law has some problems, and that particularly in certain parts of the country, rural areas, it, it, it's hard to make those private insurance uh, markets work. On the other hand, it helps a lot if the state officials and the federal government are actually want it to work. And we've seen neglect and even outright sabotage from the Trump administration, which is actually making these problems much worse. And, you know, an insurance company executives saying, "Hey, wait a minute, you know, you got to take care of this program." So that's one thing to remember. The other thing is when they talk about Obamacare failing, you know, we're all talking about, again, the private insurance market part of this. The Medicaid part is not failing at all. It is working exactly like it was supposed to Millions of people are getting insurance now. There are people who don't like Medicaid for philosophical reasons. They think it's a bad program. But, I mean, it's not failing. It's not broken. It's working just fine.
0: So when you see those headlines that say it's failing or it's not working – Is part of the failure the fact that the Republicans have just never really supported it? I think so. I mean, you know, when you think about it, I mean, one of the strange things about these bills that the House
2: passed and the Senate is trying to pass now is that quite apart from just, you know, sort of undoing Obamacare, they are also calling for these structural long-term changes to the Medicaid program. That has nothing to do with the Affordable Care Act. This is because Republicans for years and years and years— do not like the Medicaid program. They do not like the idea of the federal government making this open-ended commitment to
0: fund a program that will cover everybody who qualifies for it. Tammy, if Republicans fail to repeal Obamacare, what happens to it?
1: It will just limp along, and it does need to be adjusted and supported, and there need to be legislative changes made to it. And importantly, as Jonathan mentioned, it needs to have both state and federal officials who support it. Right now, every time that there's a an insurer that pulls out or an insurer that announces they're going to raise rates by a lot, you have the health secretary's office sending emails out pointing to the problems in that state or with that insurer and pointing pointing to it as a way to show that Obamacare is failing and that Congress must take action immediately to save the people. So that's a very different mindset than we saw, obviously, under the Obama administration. And the same thing is happening in states.
0: So Jonathan, what does this mean for the millions of Americans who get their health care through their employer? So
2: I would say it means two things. The first is that there are actually provisions of these bills that could ultimately affect employer insurance. Um, They're subtle but some of the regulations that Republicans want to take away um, have to do with the kinds of benefits that every insurance plan must require. And it's through that requirement that they also have taken away things like, you know, no longer insurance companies can have annual or lifetime limits on benefits. So, you know, if you get cancer and you you blow through a million dollars in a year, you might get to a situation where you couldn't pay that anymore. So that's one way, and I think would be very frightening to most Americans. The other thing to remember is that Medicaid is the single uh, biggest payer for nursing home services in this country. It pays for home-based care, for AIDS, for the disabled, for the elderly. And if you think about all the people who uh, not just need those services, but are related to those people, you know, the children of senior citizens, the parents of uh, disabled children, they would be affected by this quite profoundly. So when you hear about these cuts to Medicaid, you know, don't assume, oh, this couldn't be me, because actually it could be you.
0: Jonathan Cohen is Senior National Correspondent at the Huffington Post. And Tammy Luby is a Senior Writer at CNN Money. Thank you both for joining. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And I'm Charlie Herman, and this is Money Talking from WNYC.